Well, hello. This is the Mediocre Happy Hour, episode 12. Welcome. Thank you for listening. My name is Josh, and I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm, joined oh, my... <laughs> I'm joined by my co my I'm a co yeah, my co-host. Co-host, man of the hour. Co-host. 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 Nick. Co-host with the most. Nick. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Well, why are you not a doctor? Is this because you have no patience? Exactly. <laughs> dude, dude you, you have to wait at least a minute into the podcast before you drop a dad joke. No, but, I don't. You start, you introed it. This is how this works. Now. <laughs> That's true. This is true. This is the new format. We're just going off of that. Uh, well, well, it wouldn't be our podcast if it didn't have dad jokes in it, you know, throughout basically. Right. Yeah. 100%, man. But yeah, <laughs> episode 12. We're getting there, man. We're making our way. Making our way downtown. And I miss you. Oh my god! There goes all our listeners. People are like, "This is this is good stuff." They're like, "I made a mistake. Never mind. Made a mistake." Ten seconds into the episode, and I'm out. And I need you. Oh, dude, that's amazing. I love it. Wow. Well, how's your week been, man? Oh, good. Everybody has COVID. Except for me and the wife, but we have to go get retested tomorrow so that I can possibly go back to work. Uh, so I'll let you know tomorrow if I have COVID. I hope you don't, but I do for, look forward to for your response. Reference: My one-year-old who can't wear a mask and is a mouth breather has COVID, and we're still co-sleeping, so I probably have COVID. Right? Because what are you going to do? Not hang yeah. out with your one-year-old? Yeah, like, like it's one of those things, and that's why we have to go get retested. Because uh, mm-hmm. technically, I already have a negative test, but uh, my one year old was negative at the same time we got tested too. And they were like, "Yeah, she can't wear a mask, so we're going to recommend that you go get another COVID test just to make sure you don't have COVID before you come back to work." Right. Well, that's what you have to do. You get it. Either assume that you have it all the time, or <laughs> you, or you just go get tested frequently. And uh, both options are not fun. Well, so here's the thing is once you get COVID, like the actual PCR test, like the laboratory test, mm-hmm. uh, you'll test positive on that for up to 90 days. So if in the fact, if in the event I've had COVID, even though I may not be contagious now, let's say I got it, you know, like a day or two after I tested, um, I will still be positive on the PCR. And if I'm negative on the PCR, it means I have not yet contracted COVID in the last 90 days. Which means oh, my man. my vaccines are working, which is weird, because this new strain doesn't seem to be working for anybody. But I guess I'm just a superhuman. <laughs> what I hear you <clears throat> saying, you know, I, I may not be I may not be a doctor, but what I hear you saying is I'm better than you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, <laughs> that's You're not like, what I'm I, saying. I'm kidding. That, that is that is good though that you have not uh, actually gotten sick or anything. That's amazing because it's it's not it's not fun and I would not wish it upon anybody, dude. It's not a good time. Right. Yeah. Yep. So our biggest worry is uh, we just hope the one year old doesn't have any issues. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like I've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, but the worst thing for me is just the after stuff. It wasn't even getting COVID. It, like that, that went past really quickly. And that second week was pretty much nothing but coughing. Uh, but then after that, it was just all the after effects stuff. So like I told you, I told you this week, like halfway through the week, I like popped a rib 
out of place and it was so painful. And that was just for me coughing like constantly, you know, from after COVID was over. And that's been the worst part for me. Yeah. Like my rib hurts. <laughs> Dude, it hurt so bad. I like barely coughed and like slightly twisted at the same time. And I felt something pop and I'm just like, oh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I was like, I've, I've been attacked. My precious. My precious. <laughs> oh man well dude this week has been nuts in terms of uh news as you know news of music and gaming just like crazy week so yeah um, there's like no games news this last week there was like nothing that happened nothing not zero zero things of interest to talk about (laughs) um same with music either you know there was not a 60 band you know festival in vegas announced that sold out immediately that didn't happen uh, I would just like to point out, since you mentioned Vegas, that the mayor of Las Vegas did say that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, does not apply to COVID-19. Did he really? If, if, yeah, yeah. He had to put out an, like an official press release. Oh, wow. Yeah, because apparently that rumor got started on the Internet. And you know how people just believe whatever they read on the Internet. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's horrible, dude. America is dying. Oh my gosh. So people were just like, oh, I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to. Look yeah, yeah. I, it, COVID can't leave Vegas. It's, it's a thing. I read it that one time. Wow. Yeah, that was nuts, though. Um, Because, yeah, that got announced. Like I said, 60 bands. And then sold out immediately. One day. Yeah, sold out immediately. Um, Just absolutely nuts. And then they added a second day. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, the second day, they're going to space out the bands. That's what I saw when I first read it. And then I went back and I was like, no, they're not spacing out the bands at all. They just added a second day of the exact same lineup for, you know, the same amount of money. So it's like, just pick what day you want to go to. They're just doubling up on, you know, the cash flow. Um, but yeah, I have no idea how many bands are going to work, you know, cohesively in, in a show like that. That's just, it's too much. I mean, each band's going to play like a song or two maybe, and then move on. Half a song. Yeah. And then like, what did you say? There was four stages. Uh, three stages between three 60 stages. bands. So, like, uh-huh. you're really just going to have to pick what you want to watch and, like, bounce around between the stages. Exactly. I mean, we've done it before. Remember the Warp Tour? They used to have crazy amount of stages, tons <laughs> of bands, uh, you know, but it would be one day. So, right. it's the same concept. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's that – I don't know if you saw that meme, the meme with, like, the – uh like the granddaughter, like kind of walking her grandma and the little, the little tag over the grandma who has the walker says back in my day, it was $40 and it was called a warp tour. And then the granddaughter's like, let's get you back to bed, grandma. Mm-hmm. That one. So yeah, man, but definitely some huge news because the, the actual festival uh, is called the when we were young fest and it features like basically every single band from the you know early to mid 2000s that you can think of for the pop punk emo world Do I have a, uh, I have and, a question then <laughs> what nick what's your question is, is jimmy e world on this 100 percent. oh my god no. no actually i legitimately don't know if they are or not now i have to look up the poster for you, it you know so. why i bet you they're not you want to know why what because they suck <laughs> nope i was listening to jimmy e world yesterday and it was fantastic it was not for anybody involved 
I was enjoying myself. I was singing along and I was like, Nick loves this so much. He's just scared to admit it on, on air to our, our listeners. So I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to coax him out of his shell until he's like, I like Jimmy world too. Have a confession. No. Yep. It's going to happen. Let's see. Let me, I'm Actually, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy World is there. Yeah, they're like one of the main bands. Oh my god, I I heard they just reduced the price to a hundred bucks now because of that. <laughs> Immediate discount. <clears throat> oh my gosh, the second day's already sold out too. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the cheapest ticket is two hundred and forty-five dollars. That's in October, huh? Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's in it's in blue October actually, but less than two percent of the venue is still available. What? Mm-hmm. I'm looking right now. I'm just looking. I wanted one ticket. One ticket purchase. General admission. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Let's see. General mission 478. How come some of these are more expensive? Um, I have no clue. The, the, I'm looking at the official site and there's four like prices. And really the difference is just like if you want the VIP packages and the VIP stuff just includes like air conditioned bathrooms, food and drink, uh, dedicated entry, just kind of some bonus stuff like that. Those are the differences. And then there's the uh, VIP, VIP cabana packages for like, Twelve and a half thousand dollars. If you want some champagne and all that jazz, yeah, no, not worth it. Some some champagne, champagne. Yeah, yeah, but it's crazy, man. I mean, like, I I think that the bands that are are there, um, you know, are there's a lot of good bands, especially if you're a fan of the, you know, the, the like I said, early early to mid two thousands, you know, pop punk emo scene, all that stuff. A lot of really good bands, but you know, just trying to fit all those bands into one day. It's going to be nuts. And inevitably like any festival you're going to, cause we've all, we've all been to festivals. Um, I think, and inevitably you're going to miss like a band that you want to see because they're playing at the same time as another band that you want to see. That's just, you know, going to happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Jimmy E rolled on here anywhere. Really? They're like right in the middle. If you look up the poster for it. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I just realized I said they're right in the middle. <laughs> Oh my god, you suck. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that, dude. They got uh okay, so there's the big ones, right? My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Bring Me the Horizon, uh A Day to Remember, Avril so look on. Yeah, keep looking down. Oh my god, yeah, they are there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, they're they're literally in the middle. Like <laughs> two underneath Avril Levine. <laughs> they're not really on the middle, they're more towards the bottom. In the middle. No, the bottom. You're so mad. Where the, so tra- mad, where the trash goes. <laughs> like, like they're right next to uh, a band called the Horror Props. Or the Horror Pops. The Horror Pops? Yeah. Nobody even knows who that is. I've heard of the Horror Pops. I can't say that I've listened to their it's music. But... because you're on the Jimmy World fan page, so... <laughs> Really, I'm not, but I'm gonna start following. I'm gonna start following them on Twitter today, just to spite you. If I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I might even I'm, I might even write in and be like, "Hey guys, big fan. Hope you're doing well. Can you please email my friend Nick? He really loves your music. <laughs> They're gonna send you some signed merchandise. You're gonna nope. be so mad. <laughs> yes. Nope. Oh man, it's so funny. But yeah, the uh, the other thing people were talking about 
with the festival um, is, you know, it, it can go one of two ways, right? So it can, it could go great and be fun and be exactly how people are expecting. And, and that'll be awesome. But a lot of people are talking about how it could be like the fire festival from a few years back, kind of part two, you know, where there's supposed to be all these great bands and you can have all these packages and it's all this money and everybody kind of buys tickets because they're like, well, I'm not going to miss out. And then on nobody shows up. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just a total flop and people are mad and people want refunds and it's just like full of criminal energy. And it's like, I don't know, man, people are just talking about it that way. And so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say which way it could go. Um, but yeah, it very, very interesting though. And it certainly got a lot of people talking, uh, in terms of just like, like I went to Trader Joe's uh, close to where I live for some groceries and I was wearing, my uh my real friends sweatshirt and the guys that were checking that were ringing me out like saw my sweatshirt they were like oh you see the festival that was announced today they were both like completely freaking out about it and i did see it but i was like yeah like i saw it and i was like oh my gosh like i sent it for pre-sale and they just like went off and i'm like dude this is all right this is bigger than i thought right but you also got to remember covid's still a thing and you're throwing this in the fall and what if there's like a new variant that walks down the country again? And some of these bands, right? Maybe they just don't want to show up. They're just like, I'd rather not go there and get COVID or whatever. Right. Or the whole thing gets canceled and every right. ticket gets re- refunded, you know? Yeah. It's, you, yeah. You have two days that are completely sold out. So if you don't perform or like the other funny thing too, um, not funny, but like there were some bands that legit did not know what this festival was or what they were signing up for. So I think they got contacted and were like, Hey, do you want to play with my chemical romance? And they're like, Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, for, for sure we will. And then, and then, then it was revealed like what the venue was. So it's right. kind of like, Oh, we're playing this, like that kind of a thing. And they so, may not be down with like such a large event. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man, like I think, considered getting tickets but the more i thought about it i'm just like you know i like a lot of these fans um but this is just going to be so chaotic not to mention it's just a lot of money for one show but it it is it is cool if they can pull it off i guess we'll just wait and see yeah one show where like you don't know what the stages are going to look like are you going to spend most of your time running back and forth Mm -hmm. that kind of thing yeah yeah exactly it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting because like let me pull up I had the set list at one point in time. Um, let's see. But I believe at the end of the day, if the set list is correct, uh, Paramore and My Chemical Romance are playing at the exact same time. So, you know, that's just going to be like, okay, well, who do I want to see more? Definitely My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. Between those two, I, I for sure would as well. For sure. I mean, one thing's for sure. It will be a day to remember. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Stop it. What are you talking about, dude? Oh, people are gonna people are gonna be neck deep in a good time, bro. Oh my 100%. god. 100 The main event, all right. They might throw a Mayday parade afterwards. We'll see. This is just the story so far. Oh my god. Oh, how do you even have friends? <laughs> I don't know, man. You hang out with me for some reason. <laughs> I, I, every day I question why. Every day I wake up and I'm just like, not today. Not you're, like, today. That guy's, you're like, that guy's an all American reject, but I like him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. No. Oh, man. So, 
Oh my gosh, that's funny, dude. Um, yeah. So anyway, that uh, that is definitely a huge, huge announcement. Um, and it just like, yeah, like I said, I mean, even the dudes at Trader Joe's were just like beyond excited about it. And I was like, all right, this is this is bigger than I thought for sure. Yeah. Good stuff. That's uh, Good stuff. that's the big music news, I guess. Uh, Billy Talent's mm-hmm. new album came out. Did you listen to that? I did, and I really like it. Um, yes, it's very it, good. It's it's kind. Of, I don't want to say different because um, it's not really. I'm trying to think of how I want to describe it. It's not really different from their old stuff in terms of like you hear it and you recognize that it's Billy Talent. Uh, that's what I mean when I say it doesn't sound different. Like it's it's very distinctive. It's you know the Billy Talent sound. Um, what I what I really like about the album is uh, every song sounds different. Like there's not, uh, it's not one of those records where you hear it and you're just like, okay, all these songs are good, but they all sound kind of the same. Like every song sounds really different. Like you got Rivers, you know, Kimbo on there uh, towards the end. You have like the first track, which is like six minutes long and halfway through there's like a 80 style saxophone solo. And I was like, dang, this yeah. is, this is really cool. And like that, the sax solo completely caught me off guard. And I was like, what? But then I'm like, oh, this is sick. You know, and, and then it goes into like just a, a rager of a Billy Talent, like burner song, you know, and I'm just like, okay, like this, this is making my ears like constantly keep guessing. And I really like it. Yes. It's very good. <clears throat> I've listened it to is. it three or four times already. Billy, Billy's so talented. Billy, Billy Talent. It's definitely Billy? better than like their last three albums. So. Yeah. That wasn't their last one. Uh, last one came out in like 2016, I believe. Uh, I will tell you. Hold on. Like six years ago? 2016. Yeah. Afraid of Heights. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and I think we were talking about it too. Like we'll get to the gaming news later, but we were talking the last episode about God of War a little bit. And we were both commenting on how it was like, oh yeah, it came out a couple of years ago. And then we were talking and I was like, dude, I think it came out like four years ago. So yeah, the God of War we were referencing, which we will probably talk about a little bit in this episode. Yeah. It's like over four years old now at this point. So we like underestimated how long that had been out. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, man. But yes, Billy Talent definitely was the new release that was uh, that I was the most excited about, and I think uh, you were too. And I highly, highly recommend um, checking that out, listening to it because it, it is amazing. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that is. I mean, there were some big shows that were announced. That was really the big music news this week. Another show that was. Um, it was announced that sold out immediately uh, in my neck of the woods in Denver was um, the Jawbreaker Dear You tour, where they're going to play Dear You in its entirety. And then joining them on that tour is Face to Face and uh, Sam I Am and The Descendants. So That's a, a lot one. of like, yeah, so it's a phenomenal lineup in Denver, uh, not $400 a ticket. So um, that one looks really cool. And there's a lot of hype around that. And then what else? I thought there was one more show that I heard about. But those are the two main ones for sure. Those two got a lot of buzz on the Facebook groups I'm a part of and just talking to people in general. Um, out of the two, like, I, you know, if I had a choice, I was talking to my buddy. And I don't know how you feel about this. This is actually a good question to kind of wrap up the music uh, portion, so to speak. But would you rather go to a show like Jawbreaker Descendants 
you know, face to face, something like that. Three bands that you really, really, really care about, maybe four and, a, you know, one day kind of a regular setting. Or would you rather go to a festival, um, assuming that you can see all the bands that you want to see? Like, what's your ideal venue between those two? Uh, probably just the the more intimate, like three bands or whatever, because when you go to a big festival like that, it's so loud and there's so many stages like, yeah, you're listening to the music, but you're probably not actually listening to the music. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I do that. And like, I can go to a three band show for a hundred bucks or I could go to a 60 band show where I only actually get to hear two or three of them for $400. Right. I 100% agree. That was my answer too. I'm like, I would rather go to like the three or four band show any day of the week. Um, and exactly for the same reason you said, it's like, I want to listen to the band that's playing. I want to enjoy it and not have to worry that I'm missing out on the other band because they're swapping stages every 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Pretty cool stuff though. But yeah, a lot of, uh, I think Billy Town is definitely the major music release of like, at least what, what we listen to um, and what we talk on most on the podcast. And yeah, I just wanted to talk about that when we were young fest. Cause that was just some crazy, crazy news on that. Ridic- yeah. Ridiculous. And we did get, uh, we did get another email uh, by the way. So would you like me to read that now? Or no, that goes later? at the end of the episode. We had this discussion last night. I know, but I, I don't know, dude. We can mix it up. I'm just saying. We'll no. read it at the end. No, at the Fine. end. Fine. At the end. You're so mad. At the Come end. Down. You're at so the mad. End. Relax. At the, <laughs> at the end. Hey, Nick, it's going to be okay, man. It's going to be okay, bro. Okay, at the end. At the end. At the, at end. the end. I've come so far, but in the end, I'll read the email. <laughs> I'm getting one step closer to the edge. You're about to break. <laughs> Need a little room to break. <laughs> uh, uh, so you said you've been playing uh, God of War on PC, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Destiny. Uh, going back to that, because um, I, I got we talked about that last episode, got back into that, playing that hard. Really, really enjoy it. Um, don't want to get burned out on it. So went back to Halo for a little bit play some of the new event that's going on right now, which is like a limited ticket kind of respawn mode. Um, that's pretty fun, but definitely spent the most time playing God of War. Uh, and man, oh man, like I know you talked about it, but the graphics on that game on PC are absolutely insane. Um, you crank that thing up to ultra and just start playing. And like the you know first time, like the camera kind of pans out and you see the game world, it's just like, wow you know the, the leaves are falling the snow is on the ground like you can see individual beads of sweat on kratos's face like absolutely ridiculous um and then gameplay wise i'm just I, I don't know i just like to torture myself i guess so i play games on the hardest difficulty always um even when i played through this game on the first time on ps4 so i, I put it on the like, give me god of war difficulty and so like the first time i got to a group of enemies I was like, oh yeah, I remember these guys start like throwing punches, forgot that you could parry, forgot that you could block all that stuff. And I get hit like, oh yeah, I got hit like three times. And I was like, oh yeah, this is way harder than I remember. Like way harder. Yeah. It's amazing how strategic it is compared to other God of Wars where you can just like straight up button mash and more or less win a fight. Like you cannot do that in this God of War. Yeah. You got to think, uh, where are you? What part did you get to? 
So I played a little bit last night. I just got to uh, kind of our journey up the mountain. So the heart, the, the part I just passed is the part where like your son, you know, kind of falls down into that pit of like all the statues that turn out to be like mostly real enemies. And that's where like the fireball dudes show up and all that jazz and the dude that breaks through the wall, like that crazy part. Um, so got through there and I just finished the, the trap part shortly after that, where you have to like hold the, the spike ceiling up by hitting the little spinning wheels with your ax. Oh yeah. That part's annoying. Yeah. I just got past that part. So I got past that, got outside and like started going up the mountain that way. Um, and that's where I was like, okay, I want to call it for the night. Cool. Yeah. But thoroughly enjoy it. Like that game 100% holds up. The sequel is going to be amazing. Um, if you have a PC and you have steam, I would get it a 100%. It's completely worth playing through again. Cause I hadn't finished it or, or played it since it came out in 2018. So it's been like four years for me. So it feels really fresh and I like it. Yeah. I, I feel like I missed a part or something. You remember when you get the the dude who had his head chopped off? Oh yeah, yeah. The the guy that can uh I forgot his name, but yeah, the guy that like guides you basically. Yeah, like I feel like I should have gotten him already and I haven't. I remember him coming way, way, way later in the game. Yeah, but the game doesn't even really open up until you get him. Mm. Yeah, dude, it's been a while since I played it. I, I do remember the part you're talking about, and I remember that I remember you do. It, it does feel like it's too kind of too late in the game at the point that you're like getting him. I kind of remember feeling that way, but then you go get him and there's still like a bunch of game left over after that. Yeah. Like a bunch. Cause that's yeah, when, yeah. like, so like I haven't even met the world serpent yet or anything. Like I made it to the lake portion and then, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the witch helps you out and you go to the Elven place. Yeah. So that's our man. I'm inside that Elven temple. Oh, that part. I remember that part. That part's got a fun, uh, fun boss fight at the end of it. Yeah. I fought my first agent. Remember the ancients? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the big uh, like stone golem things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I dude. Remember them. It took me forever to remember how to actually beat that thing. <sighs> Don't they have those like eyeballs you have to hit? No. So they, they have their center thing where they shoot that big beam. Yeah but it's kind of tricky because you have to wait till they start shooting the big beam and then throw your ax in there. And it'll, oh, knock, gotcha. it'll knock out like two things. Um, and then you have to pick those up and throw them at the golem to stun it. Oh, that's right. It was that's annoying. Right. I was like, why can't I beat this? It took me like 30 minutes. Yeah. I, I was annoyed because the fireball guys, I remember being able to uh, hit like the left bumper. Cause I play with controller too. So sue me. No, don't really. But I play with controller too. And I remember hitting like the left bumper, being able to catch the fireball and throw it back at the enemies um, and kill them that way. What I didn't remember was that's a skill you have to unlock and it costs like 3000 experience. Yeah, um, but that, but that skill is uh, for me, it's like that skill is imperative because I, I hate those fireball guys so much. Yeah. They suck. They're real bad. Right. They throw a lot of enemies at you all at once and like it, it feels good when you when you pass a section but on all levels man that game holds up and and for me i really appreciate how hard it is to, uh on the highest difficulty because like a lot of games you never know you pick like give me crazy stupid hard insane mode and it just it doesn't feel like anything you know um it just feels like a regular playthrough on casual and then other games you, you notice the difficulty immediately so i do appreciate that it delivers on that because I, I do like a challenge Right. 
Well, cool, man. I'm glad you're enjoying that one. Heck yeah, boy. 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 Uh, I have been playing God of War. Dad of the year. (laughs) Yep. I've been playing God of War. I have been playing uh, For Honor. Oh, yeah, For Honor. You got back into that. Yeah. What? Hold on, dude. Sorry, I got distracted. I was looking at uh, Steam. Mm -hmm. And you have a trading card for God of War that I don't have, and I don't know how you got it. What is it? You have two that I don't have. What do I have that you don't? Uh, The one with the picture of Atreus on it, and then the one with the picture of the witch. witch. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Let me see. Does it tell you how you got those? No. Oh. Well, that's silly. It's real dumb. Yeah. Anyhow, so... (laughs) (laughs) uh, Playing lots of God of War, jump back into For Honor. That game's always fun to jump back into. Kind of like... For for me, it's kind of mindless because I don't play with, like, PvP. I just do the computer thing, and it's just fun to run around with swords and, like, execute people. Yeah. Um, And then... uh, Plus, I like upgrading my character and making them look fancy. Um, And then other than that... I didn't play any Destiny this week, I don't think. Did we play Destiny this week? Uh, Not together, so if you didn't didn't play any on your your own, because... I played, I'm going to say, like, two matches of that new mode on my own. Um, that was about it. And I also I logged in to, like, check something, maybe just, like, the inventory maintenance or whatever, because your inventory gets full in that game super quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I, it was... You good? Oh, so I, I didn't really play much. God of War and some For Honor, and that's been about it. Nice. And then for honor, we did play quite a bit um, together uh, a few months, a few months back, like kind of middle of last year, I want to say end of last year. Yeah, you uh, I'll tell you how much time you have in for honor. For us, it's a great game, though. Um, I really enjoyed playing it. The the hardest part about that game is one. That's decent. Yeah. But yeah, the hardest part about that game is like finding a class that you like um because they all it's not like a lot of other games where you can just pick a class and they all play the same and it doesn't matter you know you you pick a class and they're all similar but they all play very very differently yeah very different so that was kind of hard to get used to so i think i finally landed on like the valkyrie um character and learned how to like do some of her counter moves and that was pretty cool if you do run into real players but you know, like any other PvP game, it's like you run into, you know, other real real, real world players and uh, get smoked immediately. <laughs> yeah, they are better than you. Oh, yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, but did you know this sweet move? And you're just like, I hate you. I hate this game. I hate you. But, uh, you just, yeah. You just turn it off and you're cr- you're crying. So, so uh, you know what you probably won't be playing? In about a year, on a PlayStation. What? What's that? <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, you're, you're just going to jump right into the, the huge gaming news, huh? Just straight away. The huge news. So Huge news. <clears throat> I'm going to preface this was, here's where I was when I read about this news. I was taking a poop. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me see what's on the tweeter sphere. All right, so I open it up, and like my Twitter timeline is just blown up. And I look, and there's an article, and it's like, Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard. I was like, what? No. And it was from the Wall Street Journal. So it wasn't even like a shitty, like unreliable news publication. Uh Uh, And I was reading the article and like they agreed to acquire them for like $68.7 billion. Wow. And uh, much like when Microsoft acquired Bethesda, uh, you know, it's, it's good if you have Game Pass or you're an Xbox gamer because... Now anything Activision makes or has made in the past will most likely end up on Game Pass. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's really bad if you're a Sony PlayStation gamer. Exclusively. Like, because let's be honest, Microsoft doesn't put a whole lot, or Activision doesn't put a whole lot of stuff out on Switch. Right? Like, they put, I think they put the Crash Trilogy on there and, like, Spyro. Mm-hmm. reignited and stuff but like not a whole lot of stuff comes to the switch uh and if we're just being honest with ourselves even though this last year was a down year for call of duty like it sold the least amount it's sold in a long time uh the number one and two best-selling games for the year across all platforms was call of duty vanguard and call of duty black ops yeah it's not surprising cold war right which was the last one yeah so um, so like the internet's on fire, like you've got, you've got everybody being like, this is unfair. It's going to create a monopoly, blah, 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 blah. And then you got the guys who exclusively play on the Xbox and they're like, yeah, suck it, Sony. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so, so I like the technical aspects of it is, uh, the deal isn't expected to be finalized until 2023 around June. So because it's such a big purchase, it's got to go through the uh, security exchange commission uh, to make sure that it isn't going to create a monopoly or unfair market uh, landscape, I guess. Right. uh, And then there's a whole bunch of stuff being said, like Sony immediately responded to the the news because apparently nobody knew, like you're talking, uh, like even due to normally have all the inside scoops and get all the leaks, didn't know there was Activision Blizzard employees who didn't know that this was happening. And we're talking like top brass didn't know the sale was going to go. Um, oh man. So Sony responds and they were like, it was a simple tweet. Uh, and I'm going to paraphrase cause I don't have it in front of me. It's something like we expect Microsoft to uh, honor all pre-existing contractual obligations and continue to publish Activision games on PlayStation. That's all I said. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, like, a day after that, my, my boy, well, Philly, Philly Spencer, uh, he sends out a tweet. And he's like, uh, it was a good day. I had multiple calls with top people at PlayStation, and we expressed our intent to honor contractual obligations and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation desire oh right so 
So not a guarantee, a desire. So in other words, like, yo, we just paid $70 billion. What you got? Like what's in it for us to keep this on your platform? Yeah. You know, it's business. Like they're not Uh trying to screw anybody over. There was another thing and it was very marketing speak of, Hey, uh, all we could say is if you're playing Activision Blizzard games on your PlayStation platform, uh, we have no intent to, uh, remove those communities right but a community is pre-existing brand new call of duty that community doesn't exist yet right so so like just the internet's on fire and it's like people are really divided like some people are like well you're you're consolidating the games industry and blah 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 and i was like what did you think activision was they consolidated half the game industry on their own you know um and people just can't really agree on whether this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, and then the newest report to come out of it is, uh, I guess, talks have already started uh, and the annual Call of Duty will be going away, most likely. Really? You think that's finally going to be a thing? Because people have talked about that for, for quite a while. Like so, it, if it should not be annual. Yeah, so, and this is comes from another interview Phil Spencer did, because obviously you make a big purchase, uh, and now you got to go on the media trail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he had given an interview, and so, like, you, you realize there's, like, Activision, and then you have your Call of Duty Studios, Treyarch, Sledgehammer, and Infinity Ward, right? Yeah. And then, and then you have all these support studios underneath them, like High Moon Studios, Beanox. Um, fuck, I wish I had the graphic up so I could tell you. But a lot of these companies before, uh, Toys for Bob, they're the ones that did the Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, right, they, they did a good job with that, too. Right, so all these small studios get rolled up because Activision, at this point, was only publishing one game a year, and it was Call of Duty. Uh-huh. So they rolled all these studios in as support. Uh, Raven Studios is another one that just came to mind, uh, and they handle Warzone. Um. And he, like, he was giving the interview and he was like, yeah, man, I'm real excited to sit down with all these developers and dig into the catalog and, and see what we can bring back. <laughs> you know? So if you're making a Call of Duty every year and you have all these support studios to help do that, you can't do that if you start taking High Moon Studios and saying, hey, uh, go make me a Tony Hawk. You right. Know? Like, That's if, true. They're, if they're working on Tony Hawk and you got to, he mentioned, um, specifically he mentioned Hexen, uh guitar hero and there was one other one that he wants to see brought back really that, that's wild that guitar hero coming back might be a possibility mm-hmm. that's that's wild like i i mean i could i could see it i think it would sell i think it'd be honestly i think it'd be a good time to bring it back but it's just, it's just so weird to even think about it it really is yeah, so just just like a huge monumental purchase. It's not even finalized yet, but they have to be pretty confident when you get out and you make an official press release saying we have acquired Activision Blizzard. Um, and, oh, yeah, it's, it's no small news, man. Yeah, and, and apparently, like, so if anybody doesn't know, Activision Blizzard's been under scrutiny for all their, like, uh, like horrible working conditions, you know, sexist, uh, you know, racist, sexual harassment treatment of their employees and uh so so and they got sued by the state of california right (laughs) and that's still going that's still going um and then 
so that's what made the sale possible. So I guess like October, because that Microsoft had made comments when everybody was speaking out against them, you know, they they went to Microsoft like, yo, what are you going to do about this? And like, oh, we're reevaluating our relationship with Activision Blizzard. Yes, they were. They were reevaluating it because they were about to buy them. Um, and apparently it was only made possible because like the CEO of Activision knew he was screwed. And so when you're screwed in a big corporation like that, you sell, right? Because it allows you to get out the door with billions of dollars and kind of takes the heat off because if everybody's blaming you and you're no longer there type of deal. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that, that news is talked about equally as much with people I know randomly, you know, even people I don't know just as much as like that, the huge music festival, like just, it was insane. I mean, two huge bombs that are dropped like that, you know? Right. And then I like, all right, so here's, here's where I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and here's what I think happens. Right. And this is kind of a popular opinion. You can multiple people think this way around the internet. So really, ultimately, the one franchise everybody cares about is Call of Duty. It is the number one franchise in the world. Even people who don't consider themselves gamers own a console and play Call of Duty. I would agree with that. Do you play games? I mean, I play Call of Duty. Like you've exactly. That. It's yeah. the, the, the same way with Candy Crush, which Microsoft now owns, by the way. Right? <laughs> like people who don't own a console, but they play games on their phone. Well, what do you play? Well, I play Candy Crush. Yep. Right. So here's here's what I think is ha- going to happen. I think Warzone is going to stay multi-platform. Right. It's a free-to-play style game. It's going to be on everything. Mm-hmm. I think single-player and multiplayer suites for Call of Duty go Xbox, PC, Game Pass exclusive. Okay. <clears throat> and then, obviously, anything else they revive depending on the franchise could go multi-platform or not. Um, You know, like I could see something like crash bandicoot going multi-platform except for PlayStation. I want to preface this with, you will never see an Activision blizzard game on PlayStation again. That will never happen. No, the only way that happens. And this is the other part of that is when Phil says, he desires to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. That desire is, hey, Sony, you're going to pay us to put Game Pass on your box. That's kind <laughs> of... Oh, if man. You, if you want Call of Duty, you will pay us to put Game Pass on your box. And Call of Duty will only be accessible through Microsoft Game Pass. Which is like a, like probably the, the biggest slap in the face you could possibly do it's like put put our exclusive you know gaming streaming service essentially like on your platform yes people uh, will pay for the subscription and all that money goes directly to us that's insane on you on your box on your box right um because remember like a couple weeks ago there was a, a leak saying that sony had a game pass competitor in the works right called project spartacus Okay, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. And like a week before that, so or not a week, it's the same week that it leaks. Phil Spencer's like, he was like, yeah, I fully expect them to come out with a competitor and put their uh, first party releases on their day and date because that's the model now. We've proven it works. It's the only way to move forward. Yeah. Oh, and in this Activision Blizzard news, 
they they announced that they have over 25 million Game Pass subscribers. Wow. Do, do the math, because most people subscribe to the Ultimate Pass, right? I, I, to be fair, I don't even know anybody who subscribes to the 999 one in my circle anyway, except for you. Are you still on the 999 tier? Yeah, that's what everything I want to play is on there. So I haven't yeah, had yeah. a reason to like. Yeah, because yeah. you don't have an Xbox, so there's no reason. But okay. Um, <clears throat> but so even at ten dollars every month, Microsoft just in the subscription alone makes twenty five million dollars. Right, and that's not to include like people play games on there and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna buy this. So now they're selling games, right? And that number is only going to get bigger. You're telling me that when Call of Duty 9000 comes out or whatever, and you you can only get it on Game Pass, Xbox, or PC, that you're you're not going to just sign up for Game Pass? Oh, yeah, you will. Right? So it's just monumental. And it's getting so big that if Sony doesn't do something soon, and I mean real soon, they're not going to be able to catch up. Oh my gosh. And I like, they're not going to go away. I don't think Sony's ever going to go away, but what's going to happen is they're, I think the market's going to shift and they're not going to be like a big juggernaut. It's going to be a niche console, right? Mm-hmm. Like it'll be this very boutique specific thing that you buy for very specific experiences, but not everybody's going to own one and it's going to be kind of like a luxury item, right? Right, Or it could go the opposite way. They could be like, oh, shit. And then now all of their first-party games are on PC at a minimum. Day and date. You know? At the end of the day, like, the the difference between Sony and Microsoft is Sony is a console manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Right? They are a thing manufacturer. They manufacture TVs. They manufacture whatever. Right. Microsoft is a software distributor. They don't really manufacture anything outside of like they have their tablet and they have the Xbox, right? But mm-hmm. what else do they manufacture? Everything else they they distribute. Windows is a digital good. Oh yeah, you buy Windows now and it's literally just a card and it doesn't even have the it doesn't even have the code on the back of the card, right. the card's literally, the card serves zero purpose. Like the, the code prints out on a, the receipt at the store yes. that you buy it at. And then that's how you like prove that you bought it. Yep. And then, uh, what was I, I was just thinking of something. Oh, you don't even have to pay for windows. You right. can literally download windows for free. They don't care. They're going to put a stupid watermark that says, please activate windows by buying it. Right, and they're going to limit features until you do that. So they will give you a reason to buy it. But yeah, they're they're not even blocking you from. You could just have it. You could just download Windows. They are Mm -hmm. they are nothing more than a distribution company. They are a content distributor, and that's the difference. They don't rely on a single piece of hardware to make their money. Mm. And Sony does. And unfortunately, when you are relying on the sale of a piece of hardware. And someone takes away a big chunk of the software that can run on your hardware, your hardware sales are gonna slow down. Yep. And Sony, like, <clears throat> I've I've said the same thing to clients over and over again when they when they have like a Sony computer that's you know 
over 10 years old and it's running slow and they're looking to replace it. And they're like, well, can I buy another Sony? You know, my response is always like, well, they don't make computers anymore because they don't like, they don't like manufacturing things that they're not going to be the best at, or at least stand a chance, you know, and, and stand a chance of being the best. You know what I mean? It's like they got out of the, the computer game because they, they had a hard time competing with, uh, you know, Dell, HP, all the heavy hitters and all the Microsoft stuff out there. And I'm sure there was right. some conflict there too, you know? And they yeah. weren't bad computers, but they just, they couldn't compete uh, as well as they wanted to. So they were just like, well, we're not going to manufacture computers anymore. We're going to stick to, like you said, our TVs, our video cameras, our, you know, our, our A6000s, A, A7000s, that kind of stuff. And granted, all those products are amazing. Sony just puts like a lot of their, their best stuff into that. Right. Uh, uh, like something like Sony's only worth $123 billion market cap. Mm-hmm. Which means that, well, we'll put it in perspective here. So if they were going to make a purchase, right? Like they're not, they have $123 billion to play with. And you realistically can't even play with all of that because that's your entire market cap. That's your entire company. Um, So they're going to have to come in a whole lot lower, right? Like 50 bill to to purchase a, uh, a company. So like this Activision purchase there's no way they could even afford it. Wasn't it ever even on the table for them? Uh, right. Microsoft's market cap, $2.3 trillion. Yeah, that's nuts. Right? Uh, they're so big. And and I think another big thing people are missing is, yeah, they were big then. Once this deal is finalized, they like Xbox and Microsoft are going to generate even more revenue because you, you got to take all the Activision revenue they generate yearly and just throw that into Microsoft's pot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may actually increase. Maybe people, like, because you can get stuff on Game Pass. Uh, there was the rumor that WoW is going to go to Game Pass, and you're not going to have to pay a monthly subscription to play WoW anymore. You just play WoW on Game Pass. Well, yeah, I mean, when you're when you're Microsoft, you know, you've got the computer world, you now have the gaming world, you have games that are accessible to to everybody um, in, a, in a really easily accessible, affordable way. Uh, you have software that everybody wants. I mean, going back to my clients again, like the amount of people that I, I talk to every day that only want Microsoft Word. They don't want any other, you know, word processing service. It's like the the brand recognition behind that software is insane. You know, the brand recognition behind Xbox is insane. And you've got all that like pointing back to Microsoft. Yeah. So it's just yeah. huge. So I think it's it's massive. Yeah. I think Call of Duty, uh, story, story campaign and multiplayer suite stay exclusive. Warzone stays on PlayStation. I think at some point. PlayStation gives in and allows Microsoft to put Game Pass on PlayStation uh, so mm-hmm. that they're, uh, they're like Call of Duty is still playable for the PlayStation fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, or in a, in a crazy world, maybe Microsoft says, all right, cool, we'll put Call of Duty on PlayStation, but you got to let us have Spider-Man and God of War. You got to take the exclusivity away from those. Right. <clears throat> you know, like at the end of the day, it makes more money for PlayStation, but it makes less money because now I don't have to spend $500 on a console. 
right if they're if they're willing to share the exclusives right and if i'm not in your ecosystem i'm not going to be thinking about buying your box ever or your products because i can literally get it elsewhere mm-hmm. uh, so i don't know really it's just like a super weird situation um and 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 sony is feeling the hit you know uh when phil spencer said he got off the phone with top level sony execs it wasn't him calling them it was them calling him their stock price fell. They lost $20 billion in 24 hours. Oh my goodness. So that 123 Ooh. billion is now 103 billion. Wow. <laughs> yes. It, it is very, it is a very weird, very interesting time for, for video games. And Microsoft is slowly moving into position to be mm-hmm. the player. And if you want to play, you're going to have to play by their rules. Well, not to uh, not to quote the you know the obvious, but I will. But like you know, you still have like the consoles that are ridiculously hard to get right now as well. So you know, ex- exclusives or not, you know, uh, again, it's like Microsoft has put themselves in a position where you can play more of their games immediately, no matter what platform you have. There's so many different ways to get it. Where you know, currently, it's like if you have a PS4, you might be able to play some of the games coming out. Uh, but you know some of them are PS5 exclusive. So if you can't get your hands on a PS5 box and you don't want to pay you know 100 or 200 extra buy a huge bundle, then you can't play those games anyway. Yeah. So the only exclusive Sony has for the PS5 right now uh, was Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, Returnal, and then and the upcoming Forspoken, and the Dark Souls. Uh, oh, the Dark Souls remaster or remake. Remaster, remake, yeah, exactly. Um, but you can yep. play you can play the Dark Souls uh, remake on PC, right? So, so you don't need a PlayStation box for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can't play Ratchet. You can't play Returnal. Um, but like, there's super mega franchises like, uh, you know, The Last of Us, God of War, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. If you have a PS4, you can play those. So there's no need to rush out and get the box. And there was a news story last week to because like Sony doesn't see an end to the shortage or the the struggles of producing the box that uh-huh. they're going to start reproducing or making more PS4s. Oh, wow. Because like, the, like there's no end to their shortage in sight. And uh, the problem you're going to run into because Microsoft is just pumping out consoles like mm-hmm. uh, they're only behind PS5 now by like 2 million consoles sold. That's it. I didn't know they were behind at all. That's news to me. Yeah, they were behind at the start of the generation, like three to one. And so everybody expected there to be this monumental mental gap. You know, Sony was like, yeah, we sold through 15 million PS5s. And then all of a sudden Microsoft's like, yeah, we sold through 12. Oh, wow. And everybody's like, what? And Microsoft's like, like when the box is there, people are going to buy it. That's all. That's all it is. Because you uh-huh. can't get anything else, and and people like your, like if you still had your PS4, you'd know, like they're slow, and old and loud, and mm-hmm. and like people want the new new. <laughs> I want so, I want the I want the new new please. So yeah, so like when they end up on the shelves, they're gone, and if I buy an Xbox Series S, right, and then I all of a sudden I'm exposed to Game Pass, and then I find out like oh shit, all these Activision titles are going to mm-hmm. be on Game Pass. Do you think I'm going to run out and spend $500 on your box? No. Yep. You know, don't get me wrong. I still want a PS5. 
Oh, I, I know you do. I mean, you're not you're not knocking Sony, and and I've openly admitted that I, I love Sony and I love their products, and you know, and and I always will. Like, yeah, I, I've been I, I've been a fan for years, man. Um, but I, I hear what you're saying, and it's just like I think I think what we're talking about here, what we've been talking about on this podcast for a while, is just the landscape of gaming has completely shifted. I mean, we kind of saw it coming a while back, but you know, the way that you get games is entirely different, just like the way that you watch movies and TV shows now is entirely different. You know, like it's not the, it's not the nineties blockbuster format of like physical media anymore, you know, and, and the companies that control the, the uh, uh, publishers and the rights and all that stuff for the games they're wanting to put out, you know, that's what everything's boiling down to. And it's like, if Sony wants to get to their exclusives and, and working with um, the publishers that make their games, you know, they got to give them a reason to stay and pay them enough to make those games, you know, but then if Microsoft com- comes along and says, you know, we'll pay you X amount of money more because we can to make the next Ratchet and Clank on Microsoft and make it a Microsoft exclusive, like that's not out of the realm of possibilities. Well, it is because Sony bought Insomniac. Oh, they own Insomniac? Yeah. Okay. See, this is the kind of stuff that you that you know better than I do, so I appreciate you uh, filling me in on that because I, I didn't know. I, I know Insomniac makes Ratchet and Clank, but I guess I just didn't realize that they owned it. Yeah, so they they bought Insomniac. And the other issue Sony runs into is, <clears throat> man, their games are good, right? Except for The Last of Us 2, that game's hot trash. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. We, just... we, we, both, we both had a tough time with that game, and I love The Last of Us, man. Yeah, I, I just didn't like it. I, I want to go back and finish it just so I can say I beat it. Um, but well, yeah, I, I beat it. Um, but like, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't played it, hopefully you have by now. But like, <clears throat> you don't even play as like any characters that you necessarily really care about. Like besides Ellie, like you play as Ellie, that part, you're like emotionally invested in her. But then you play as the other girl. I don't even remember her name. Like Abby, I think is her yeah. name. Yeah, you play as like Abby for like over half the game. And yep. she's the she's the one that like you know yeah whatever like I said spoiler alert but like murdered like Joel you know and it's and it's like what like I don't want to play as the girl that like murdered the guy that I just got to spend the entire first game getting attached to and and I just like I, I got to the point towards the end of that game where I'm like I'm just gonna beat this game so I know how it ends and like I'm just done like I don't want to keep playing right it, so so here's the problem right if you look at like their big blockbuster exclusives like what defines playstation for their exclusives they have mm-hmm. well they had kill zone at the start of the generation but that wasn't even critically lauded you know it was just like it was kill zone it was a ps4 uh, launch title right it was still really good uh yeah Shadowfall. yeah mm-hmm. uh but so like their big main ones now you have horizon god of war the last of us and ghost of tsushima right so what's that four mm-hmm. games so you're telling me in a decade, you only put out four big hits, right? Four, yeah, four they're, major ones. So, so their their production cycles on these games are so long that mm-hmm. when Microsoft now owns like 38 exclusive studios, and once those studios get rolling, you're talking about getting a big exclusive game every quarter, right? At some point. Sony's the the four or five year development cycle for a video game isn't going to be cost effective for them. Mm. But Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog's not fast. They've never been a fast developer, right? 
Like it took them forever to do the Uncharted games. It took them forever to do The Last of Us. It took them forever to do The Last of Us 2. I mean, The Last of Us came out on PS3. Yeah, it did. And then The Last of Us 2 didn't come out until the end of the PS4's life cycle. That game had like an eight-year development time. Dang. Like you can't, they're not going to be able to do that anymore. These games are going to have to start coming out within like a year to two years. Right. And then when you only have four big ones, if one of those suffers or stumbles in some sort of way, because nobody's perfect, right? You're in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) You're in big trouble because you don't have the third party support anymore to carry you through. Hey, this game came out and it wasn't very good. Right. And you've got a plethora of other games that you can get on, again, whatever console you want. Right. Like nobody's perfect. I like think about uh, Bethesda, for example, everybody loved <laughs> Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was great. And then you had Fallout New Vegas and that was even better. And then we get Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. That game was garbage. <laughs> You're going to hate me, dude. I liked Fallout 4. Of course you did. <laughs> right. But then and then on top of that, and then you get Fallout 76. Like, what is that? Yeah, that that one I I didn't even try. Like I, I was like, oh, new cool new Fallout game, and I looked it up, and I was like, uh, not not really. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this one. I think that game has gotten a lot better. Yeah, over the time it's been out, but granted, it didn't start well, and uh, yeah, it was didn't review well. Like it just overall was like, like yeah, I'd, I'd wait on buying this kind of a thing, right? Like nobody's perfect. Bioware, you had the Mass Effect trilogy, and then we get Mass Effect or Mass Effect Andromeda. What is that? you know like so eventually like these game publishers these game developers they're not perfect they're going to put out something and it's not going to be critically well received Mm -hmm. and if you don't have a steady stable of third-party people to help carry you through that it's not going to go good for you you're going to take a huge loss Right. right and then like a little bit of trust is going to be lost and then people are going to look elsewhere and they're like well damn microsoft yeah, maybe not all their games are great, but they put out exclusive games, you know, once a quarter, once a month. Well, here's the other thing, too, <clears throat> that I think plays into it is, you know, we all want to be successful, right? Just as like humans, whatever we're doing in life, we want to be successful, we want to be good at it, you know, and you have these game developers and these companies that, that are good at making games. So I feel like with games and with music, especially the two big things we talk about, you know, bands and publishers, gaming companies, they have a huge hit, massive hit. And then, you know, then the time comes to follow up on that hit, right? So like Last of Us, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, like Black Parade for My Chemical Romance, like, you know, something groundbreaking comes out and then it's time for that, that next album or next, you know, next game. So it's like that next game might be phenomenal. You know, and The Last of Us is a great example in the gaming world. It's like, you know, that sequel I was really looking forward to, really expecting, and the hype was there. The game came out. Is it a bad game? No. Like, are the graphics amazing? Yes. Like, is there time and effort put into the game? Yes. But, like, does it stand up to the first one in terms of how I felt when I played the attachment to the characters, all that stuff? No. Like, not even close. You know what I mean? So right. it's, it's, it's hard to follow up sometimes when your success is so big. Yep, and you kind of need that time. But when you're only banking on four, like, mm-hmm. you know, not really going to work out. And you, there's only so many times that you can re-release 
like an upscaled version of your game that was popular on, you know, the next generation console and people buy it. Like, I yeah, think, I think the moral of the story here is God of War is the best selling PC port that Sony's ever released. Right. <clears throat> so the market for Sony games on PC is there. Do they need to go out and make a huge acquisition of a giant company to, to try to fight back at Microsoft? No. They need to broaden where they release, right? Let your console space be your console space, but don't alienate the PC. And then uh, you need to pick up your production and shorten your production times on some of these other games. Because, I, like... I mean, Horizon, how long has it been since the original Horizon Zero Dawn? That was a 2017 game, right? I believe so. I'd have to look it up. I I don't remember. It's been a long time. I think it came out right before I left Korea, and that was 2017. So we got 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So six years. It took you six years to make a sequel. In console generations these years, new consoles get get announced at like the seven-year mark. Right. Right. So if it's taking you six years to make a game, you're literally only putting out one big major release per console. And Sony is not equipped to not ever have a box. So they will continue if they want to stay in the gaming space, putting boxes under TVs. Mm -hmm. So if it takes you six years per game and you might be able to like start production on them and, and kind of rotate them to where every two years you're kind of getting a big release. Right. But that's every two years. So that one year in between there, when somebody else has the rest of the industry mm-hmm. and they're putting out those big releases, all they're doing is taking your market share. Yeah. The, the wait time that you're talking about, the wait time can be absolutely killer, you know, hundred percent. Like that's, that's kind of what happened with the last of us too, as well as by the time that game finally came out, even though it was one I was looking forward to, I was so burned out on the wait and the pushbacks from it. It was just kind of like, cool finally i can play this you know and And then it wasn't that good yeah and even the even the uncharted games like i like the i like all the uncharted games i love all of them um uncharted 2 is probably my personal favorite from the entire franchise but okay whatever dude it's amazing amazing fake if you will (laughs) oh man that was good i'm trying not to laugh too much because my my rib still hurts my rib still hurts my my, my mick ribs my mick ribs bro oh my gosh uh but yeah um but yeah even like the the later uncharted games like they're they're really good they're phenomenal i i love them but they're not exactly like the you know the earlier series like the first three so it's it's tough and the wait for those was long as well yeah i don't know they got to do something and the and the clock is ticking um because i don't think there's an argument to be made that this is a monopoly because you have companies like tencent that own like the rest of the gaming world. Uh, yeah. And, and actually in terms of market revenue, uh, Sony still trumps Microsoft even after the acquisition with terms of gaming revenue generated per year. Dang. It's, it's also, um, it's also not monopoly. It's, it's Microsoft. Um, yeah. And so, and then I'm not like a business savvy person, but apparently there's like, vertical integration and horizontal integration when you acquire a company right and yeah okay i I could be i could be wrong right um but from what i understand 
Dan, is when you when you're talking about um, horizontal in- integration, you're taking that company and you're consuming it, and it now becomes Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about vertical integration, you still have the parent company who purchased at the top, and in layers underneath it, you still have all these other things. So if they do a vertical integration, it's not like Activision stops being Activision, right? Activision is still Activision, and Blizzard is still Blizzard, and all these publishers are still these publishers. And when you put it like that, they're technically separate businesses that you just have an interest, like an interest or a uh, a holding stake in, which makes it less of a, a monopoly. Whereas if you do a vert or a horizontal integration, it becomes Microsoft, and now Microsoft is the monopoly. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Right? And and like Microsoft will argue in court, like, hey, we don't actually, we're not making games. We are not a games maker. We are a games publisher. We just own all these different publishing companies. That's it. Right. Right. So it's really hard to say like, Hey, you have a monopoly. No. Well, I mean, I can't play call of duty on your platform. You can call duty Warzone. We're letting you have that. We're not taking it away. You know? Yeah. Um, Oh, and by the way, we offered you a way to play call of duty on your platform, but you said no. Mm. I.e. Game Pass makes it real hard to argue for monopoly. So I think the deal is going to go through. Um, and when it and when it does, it is just like the gaming landscape is going to be completely freaking different. You know, you, oh, yeah. you, you hear the Netflix of games like Game Pass is going to be the Netflix for games. And it kind of already is. I mean, but yeah, it's going to get more so without a doubt. Right. Like, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Game Pass get rolled into Steam. Hey, let us put a Game Pass client in Steam so that you can have all your Game Pass games in Steam. Right. You know, that way you don't have to have like a bunch of different launchers. I would be super stoked if they got rid of the Battle.net launcher. Fuck that launcher. It sucks. (laughs) It sucks. Sucks. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, yeah, they need to like, I think if they consolidate all the launchers into one, that would be a smart move. I would enjoy that just so I don't have to like, you know, go to three different ones to launch whatever game I want to launch. It's not, it's not terrible, but it'd be nice to have it all in one spot. So they added a rainbow six extraction to game pass, right? Uh Uh-huh. So like, did you download that yet? Not yet. No, I lost track after we got uh, after that website crash yesterday during our fantasy draft. (laughs) Oh no, 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 you're good. So like when you go to the game pass app, on like PC and I'm loading mine up now so I can kind of like see, but you go to the homepage and it says rainbow six siege and rainbow six extraction now available through uh, with your game pass subscription, but it's not like a tile that you click on the, the now available games. Right. It's like, uh-huh. a, it's like a banner. And when you click it, it says, please log into your Ubisoft connect account. Oh, weird. So you click it and then you link your Game Pass account with your Ubisoft Connect account and then you play the game through Ubisoft Connect. Yeah. Okay. It's so fucking weird. So it's on Game Pass, but it's not on Game Pass. It's Ubisoft <clears throat> saying, if, hey, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, we're letting you play these games for free. Yeah. It's so weird. So like... <clears throat> You go to this one, you click it. But then once you do that, you don't ever have to go back to the Game Pass app to play it. You can just log into your Ubisoft account and play it that way, but still kind of mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, that that is. I mean, at least they let you play it, though. I guess that's the positive, right? 
Yeah, yeah. And and on that rainbow, like I only played the tutorial, but I thought it was neat. Uh, if we get like a co-op group going, it'd be even better. You enjoy it so far though? Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I played the tutorial and you have to play on your own. It doesn't let you team up. Um, but just think like procedurally generated horde mode for Rainbow Six. And I, I saw some previews where people were complaining that there was no verticality. Vertical, verticality. I can't talk. You know what I'm talking about. Ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was none of that. And uh, I've definitely been playing and been dropped in on from, from above, you know, or from the floor. So maybe they went through and patched some stuff in to make that happen. Yeah. But your your name is liar you sit upon a throne of lies uh i did like i watched some reviews and people said the grind is kind of like super grindy so like if you're really not into rainbow six uh you're probably not going to stick around for the grind but if you do like there's a lot of worthwhile like upgrade your operators unlock skills that kind of thing makes sense i'm into uh i'm into rainbow 12 the double rainbow yeah well i'm even more exclusive in the vip club of rainbow 13 dang it fine one up me man how dare you uh just like i one up to you with my billy talent pre-order that's true the pre-order that's now sold out that i can't get did you not pre-order it at all i had pre-ordered the regular uh the regular like i think i just did the uh there's two colors that I saw. There's the white one and the pink one. Yeah. And I, I pre-ordered the white one. And then I saw the pink one uh, after the fact that was like a third party, I think like merch bar um, exclusive. And the, the white was the one that was on all like basically indie, you know, music sites. So I think I just ordered that one from a local shop. Cause I was like, I just want the record, uh, but the deluxe stuff is super cool. Yeah. It comes with like a hoodie. Uh, the one I got came with a hoodie, a beanie, a CD copy, like an actual CD a compact disc. Yeah, I was going to ask you what that stood for. It's been so long. Uh, <laughs> a CD copy of it, um, and then some other stuff like some stickers. So like, and I think it was like a hundred euro. It's not not bad. One hundred euro. Nick is talking in made up money now. Yeah, but yeah. So that that's going to cover it for the for the Activision Blizzard buyout. Unless you have anything just, else you want to say on that, no, I, I wanted you to talk about it mainly because I, uh, you know, I know you, I know you like talking about it, and you definitely know all the specifics, like like I was saying. Um, but we definitely wanted to mention it because obviously it's massive, massive news that you know there might not be much change right now, but it's going to completely change the the landscape, you know, going forward without a doubt, especially once it's like official, official, right? So yeah, I mean, there's there's no way around it. Like, I mean. Gaming is just not the same as it was, you know, when we were younger. And uh, um, what was I trying to say? Music is the same way too. It's like you know, you you run across run across one person nowadays. Yeah, you know, for the most part, that I, doesn't have a Spotify account. Yeah, and then we run across one person who doesn't have a Twitter. We did. We did run across one person that doesn't have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That person knows who they are. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I just want to, before while you're pulling up the email or whatever, I want you mm-hmm. to think about this. Microsoft is going to own the Tony Hawk franchise. Why would you say that? Why are you trying to hurt me right now? I'm not. I mean, you could play it. You have a computer. Okay. Right? As long as, as, long as I can still Tony Hawk. As long as I can still grind and do kickflips for hours on end. I'm telling you, you can go to Amazon.com right now and buy an Xbox Series S and it'll be there tomorrow. 
That's pretty cool. Right? Like, you can find it. They will ship it to you. There's no reason you can't go play these games. Stop crying. Oh, and Microsoft also doesn't charge you $70 a game, by the way. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, every Sony game. You want to play on PS5? Give us $70. You paid, you paid $60 for the PS4 version? Give us $80. The PS5 version. $20 PS5 tax. In, in inflation all around, right? Right. Well, all those features that are already built and already there, they costed more money, so you got to pay us for them. 70 bucks a game. So much, man. All right, I'm pulling up the email here. Okay, let me just respond. Sorry, I got an important text message. Um, but I'm good now. So I have the email already pulled up because I, I am proactive, my friend. All right, so we got... Uh, uh, reader mail, listener mail. What are we doing? What? Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to think of a cool, cool name <laughs> for like reading emails. I don't know. We'll reading, think about it. Reading ears, listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If you if you would like to email us, please email us at the mhh podcast at gmail.com. Or if you are unlike the person that emailed us and have a Twitter, then you can also follow us on Twitter at the mhh podcast. Uh, that's it. So yeah, the MHH podcast at gmail.com. So we got another email here that I will read. It says, Hey guys, just hey finished guys. episode. Hey guys. Hey guys. I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> just <laughs> your guy, buddy. <laughs> just finished episode 11. And I think, did we accidentally record two episodes 11, Nick? Or, or is that not no, 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 no. Uh, I, I marked it as episode 10 when I published. So there's two episode 10s in there, but at the beginning of that episode, we say, welcome to episode 11. There you go. So, so I just finished episode 11. Uh, we play almost the same games. I used to have a weekly raid team for Destiny, but haven't played in over a year. Warlock for life. Suck it, Nick. But the, I added that part. But the baby bubble can be fun. F Hunters is what she <laughs> Did they just say finished. F Hunters? Did they say they F did. Hunters? They Uh-oh. did. Uh-oh. Yep. Just finished Far Cry Six. Just a couple of trophies short of the platinum. I hate when they add multi. I hate when they add a multiplayer trophy in the mix. I agree; those are the worst. This isn't the kind of game I co-op, so it's not worth going for platinum. Played Remnant, rage quit on the first boss. Co-opted with my husband, but he's bad at games like Nick is, <laughs> with the with the crying laughing emoji. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you're getting flamed, dude. Oh my and god! I, and I couldn't beat it while carrying him, but eventually. Uh, played pass almost to the end have outriders but their servers had so many issues at first i lost interest uh started alan wake and trying to get through it so i can start demon souls remastered the controls feel so sluggish i keep dying because the button doesn't do what i want it to do when i want to do it i have horizon and elden ring pre-ordered and can't wait to die a lot in elden ring josh you have credibility back with me unless this was nick's recommendation i can't remember now um i think he's talking about the music Anyways, I love Rivals, which is a band that I talked about in my previous episode. Um, I've listened to them on Spotify a couple times. I also like Thousand Foot Crutch, but not as much as Rivals. Uh, also, please try, please try a surprise with MGK. I uh, kind of want to listen to more. Oh, I think she meant to say pleasantly surprised with MGK. I uh, kind of yeah. want to listen more to this stuff now. Um, <laughs> and then uh, she said, <laughs> we talked about this, but I recommended Brawny, B-R-O-N-N-I-E, uh, that's how you look it up on Spotify. And she's like, brownie is just no. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so she we talked we talked about it and she looked up the wrong the wrong artist and was like they have one song and i don't like it and i'm like what did you look up uh, as as for covid for statistics uh i was vaccinated with moderna when i got it i got severe cold symptoms loss of taste and smell for a couple of days which they say is un- uncommon with omicron and husband which is vaccinated too and daughter just had a stuffy nose she's like until next time so there it is there's a good is. email yes that is that is she, she said you're bad at games she hates hunters and she likes my taste in music like this is I'm, a solid banger of an I, email right here. i am not bad at games she would be wrong i am so I good just, at games just reading what she said and everything on the internet is true which is something you, <laughs> which is something you taught me uh she, i introduced her to the dark soul style game i'm the reason she likes those dumpster fires of fucking media all right <laughs> because i too at one point was stupid uh yeah, thought those were good excuses of of entertainment i don't know anybody who just repeatedly wants to die over and over and over and over again it's like yeah this is so much fun i love just getting my butthole fucked the whole time yeah that got really done you... <laughs> it did that got that went south real fast. Well, you know, you know me, and I was literally, I was literally just talking about that, dude. I was like, "Hey, man, I picked the hardest, you know, difficulty in in a God of War just so I could like torture myself through all these sections with multiple enemies once again." Yeah, I know. And you're like, but it looks so much prettier this time. It hurts less. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying, and it's easier on the eyes, so it's fine. <laughs> oh well, I appreciate the email. Uh, that was very in depth. I'm. A little dismayed that she actually likes some of the music you picked because you pretty much just like trash. And <laughs> um, man, I don't know. This might have a direct effect on our friendship, but probably not. Probably not. And also, she was part of our fantasy critic draft, and I'm going to crush everyone. Yeah, you think you think you are until all the indie games I picked end up being straight bangers. Yeah, you're gonna be indie loser bracket. Get it? <laughs> oh that was good and and just for uh just for like you know people playing along at home i told nick i was like because you hate jimmy e world so much and you won't stop talking about it i'm gonna hide like a jimmy e world song lyric in every episode from here until the end of the year so for those of you that can find it uh hit us up in email and let us know if you, if you think you found it and uh, or if nick finds it which i doubt because you know you gotta listen back to the podcast bro you saying I don't listen to our own podcast? I don't know. Do you? I do. I'm one of our five listeners. <laughs> okay. There you go. I'm one of our I'm one of our six and a half listeners because I skip over all the parts where you talk. Oh my god! <laughs> what can do you really? Oh, you're such no. an asshole. <laughs> no, I don't. I listen to all, I, listen. <laughs> I listen to the whole thing. Oh, oh man. man. But yeah, so so this is going to be fun, man. So see if you can find the Jimmy E. World lyric uh, for this episode and then email us at the HH or the MHH podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and tell us if you found it. It'll be like a fun game. Or find us on Twitter at the MHH podcast. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, and, man. And tell, tell Nick how much you love Jimmy E. World. He'll, he'll uh, hear from you. If you. I will block you. Um, I think that's going to do it for this this week's episode, man. Yeah, man. There's definitely a lot to talk about, and we did, um, for sure. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll keep you up to date. And please message us. We'd love to hear from you. 
And thank you again for sending us an email. Um, yeah, and I guess we'll, we'll do updates about our fantasy draft throughout the year as well and talk about you know that in the gaming news. Yeah, we can do that. That sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a grand old time. Grand All right, old. man. Well, I'm still not a doctor, so. <laughs> you are not. I'm not. It's factual. Yes. <clears throat> anything, well, else, anything else you want to say, man? Uh, no. No, we're good. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> All right, man. He's not a doctor, <laughs> and uh, he likes dumpster music, and this has been <laughs> Dip Mix, and we're out. Hey.